Welcome to Kitchen Table Conversations, a series of short and shareable conversation starters for those of us who have or love and support people with a complicated and beautiful brain. Here's your host, Angela Geddes. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Kitchen Table Conversations. Today, I think we're going to take some time to discuss some simple yet really, really helpful strategies to sort of pause and to um, to take care of ourselves during this busy time. And, and uh, I'm going to offer some ways to settle our busy minds. Again, those of you who know me know that I'm a social worker in private practice. And one of the things that I really like to do is to help people to understand the difference between our feelings and some of our thoughts and our responses to some of our feelings, which can be very, very different. So I always um, take some time in our session to help validate feelings and to help individuals um, offer themselves compassion and to be able to accept their feelings for what they are. I always remind people that your feelings are yours and nobody has a right to tell you that you're wrong for feeling them. Now, I do think that it would be helpful if you noticed that you were feeling um, particularly negative or maybe even some destructive thoughts on a regular basis, then I would encourage people to, to take that opportunity to explore that with a professional. But what I'm getting at is that we all have involuntary responses to feelings that come about whether we experience butterflies with excitement or whether we feel this emptiness in our chest when we feel anxious or lonesome or whether we feel physically heavy when something really stressful has happened and I know all of those things have happened to me and I've experienced them and these are very natural sometimes very physiological responses to circumstances that are sometimes distressing, but sometimes really elevating and exciting. So again, feelings are feelings and they're yours and we can't always control them. And it's really kind of ironic sometimes um, when we see people really try to control their feelings and then sometimes they end up being a little bit uh, reactive or a little bit explosive at times when they're really not expecting it. So in other words, when we try to contain our feelings and not acknowledge them, sometimes that does us a disservice rather than a service. So again, feelings are feelings. They're ours. We get to have them. If we try to avoid them all the time, we can run into trouble. The key, though, is to be able to acknowledge our feelings and to honor them and to accept them for what they are, and to even give them a little bit of our time to process and to learn from them. So what is happening right now? And why am I feeling this way? So for example, if you were late for work, um, and your boss was upset with you, and you remembered that circumstance and how he looked at you and how he spoke to you, and you all of a sudden you feel very anxious and uncomfortable, of course, you feel anxious and uncomfortable, because you did something that you're not necessarily proud of, or you did something um, that's not necessarily in line with your values. You value um, showing up, you value doing your best, you value being a good employee, and maybe there were circumstances that were beyond your control, or maybe there were circumstances that were within your control, but you kind of thought maybe you could manage it all. And it didn't work out the way you'd planned. So of course you feel anxious about that. And that's okay to feel anxious. 
The important thing, however, is to take a pause, maybe even take a few deep breaths, and to, again, honor the feeling and respond to the feeling in a way that's going to be more helpful rather than set you back a little bit. Again, sometimes we try to avoid those feelings. Sometimes we make excuses. Sometimes we tell ourselves that, well, it really wasn't that bad and our boss didn't need to react like that. But ultimately, when we do behave in ways that are not in line with our values, that ends up becoming quite distressing and that can cause anxiety, can cause angst, and just generally for us to not feel very well. So again, there's a big difference between uh, feelings and the way we think about our feelings. So in other words, I just gave an example of where, you know, we can think, my goodness, that was silly of me to stay up so late. That was silly of me to think that um, I didn't need to get gas last night. I should have got gas. So I wouldn't have been rushing this morning and I wouldn't have been late for work. So there are ways that we can think about those feelings and the circumstances that led to the feelings and take advantage of that in order to learn so that next time we're better positioned. But I often remind the people that I support once the learning is finished, there's not much point in reliving those anxious moments and those distressing thoughts. And there's certainly not much point in beating us up beating ourselves up about it, or getting angry at the person for their response. That doesn't end up serving us very well at all. And again, in in our efforts to avoid the feeling, we end up kind of creating this position where we're a little bit stuck or we're there longer than what we need to be. So I often encourage people also to remember that everything, the good, the bad, and the ugly in life is temporary. So particularly during times of stress or loneliness or anger or angst or depression, it is really important to remember that. It's important to remember that everything is in a constant state of change and nothing stays the same. So to quote my father again, he often will say, you know, the only thing constant is change. And it's not so much, um, of course it matters what happens to us, but what matters most is how we respond to that. And so that's where sometimes just remembering that it's temporary and some would say maybe we can even press a temporary button or remind ourselves that this will not last forever, right? And take a pause and take a few breaths and see how we want to respond and if our response can be more in line with our values um, because that's going to, again, serve us well and allow us to learn. So what you're feeling right in these moments of, again, sometimes the really wonderful, beautiful things in life, but those are a little easier for us to handle, particularly in the moments of stress or loneliness or anger or disappointment. Um, What you're feeling right now will soon pass. And so I'm going to invite the listeners to take a moment to reflect on a time when you felt that the sadness would never go away. And when you are in the middle of such a distressing or heavy feeling or emotion, it may not imagine, it may not be easy for you to imagine that this feeling will ever leave you. But it will. So now I invite you to take a few minutes to visualize, if you can, an actual button that you can press in your mind 
to remind yourself of how fleeting these moments, even when they feel really long and painful, but how fleeting these moments actually are. So I invite you now to take a few minutes to reflect upon a really heavy emotion and a time that was unpleasant for you. And now press the button. Press the temporary button and remind yourself that this too will pass. And recall the time when those really heavy emotions did pass. And what did that mean for you at the time? And how did you handle it? And what did you learn from it? I think it's sometimes really helpful to keep an imaginary temporary button in our back pocket. Remind yourself this too will pass, as do all seemingly unbearable moments. And you can tell yourself, and please, I invite you to use your own words, but it really is helpful to have a line or two when the going gets tough. I remember when my niece was a goaltender and she would often sing the song, I get, I get knocked down, but I get up again. And um, those little mantras that we create for ourselves can be really, really helpful to get us through difficult times. So saying something as simple as, this won't last forever, and I will be back on a fresh new journey in the days ahead. And I will look back at this circumstance full of opportunity to do more learning and to continue towards the things and the people and the places that are most important to us. So I invite you to take some time, maybe a little bit every day, to do a little bit of deep breathing, to settle yourself in a comfy chair, and to become more and more comfortable with our own thoughts and our own head without all the distractions of social media and television and music and to-do lists and all of those things. Um, we all can fit five or ten minutes in, and I encourage everyone to do that. It's really... Um, there's always something to learn. And very recently, I had a very good friend of mine experience uh, a health, um, I wouldn't call it a crisis, but a health scare. And upon reflecting, you know, everybody was surprised at, at what took place and why, why this would have taken place. And um, in a conversation that followed with this person, um, she shared that there had been time recently where she hadn't had she hadn't had enough time in her day or she hadn't taken enough time in her day to follow her wellness 
path the way that she intended, which includes, you know, eating healthily and exercising on a daily basis and taking time alone to breathe. And this hadn't been happening as regularly. And, um, you know, we have to wonder if this might not have contributed to such a shock um, in her body and uh, a health scare. So our minds, our bodies, our souls are, um, are very connected. And so this podcast was meant to um, help everyone to just, you know, experience an opportunity to slow things down, to settle our breathing in an effort to settle our nervous systems and to take good care of us. So I encourage you to bring this back to your own kitchen tables and uh, further the discussion and continue to learn and support one another. With many thanks, Angela. Angela.